When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Soul. Oh, good morning. We have had some fun. Good morning to build a deck guy. CrossFit guy, pickleball guy, disc golf guy like Blake. There was one more that we threw out, but I can't remember. Oh, well. We are the Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Brought to you by the uh, Rack of Lamb at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. And we were there last night. Enjoyed a hell of a meal. And uh, it was good to see Chris and K-Money and uh, TR among the group. We're streaming live on the Zone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. I've got Blake Mania with me. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We'll have Steve Palazzolo on. The Corona premier guest line at 830. Talk some NFL, NFL QBs and all that. So uh, that will be fun. There was an article in, on the theathletic.com. I think it dropped yesterday, day before. We referenced it yesterday on Dak Prescott. And uh, he's leaner. And they're talking about him running a little bit more. And really, they're talking about like one or two carries. I know that sounds crazy. Talking about one or two carries, and I think really within the red zone over the course of a game, or really over the course of a season, averaging out. Um, And I know, I know, he, you know, he got hit. And that was could that was a brutal, gruesome, you know, violent injury. But uh, last year he wasn't healthy. This time mm-hmm. wasn't healthy for training camp. Then had the sprained shoulder out for two weeks. Then strained his calf, um, and ended up leading his team to the playoffs. And that's with Jerry Jones running the club. Hello. So y'all know the drill. Um, uh, you know he's had a hell of a career. Uh, you got to win in the postseason. He's already a rich man. Um, without him, the Cowboys would be three and thirteen, four and twelve ish the last few years. And so uh that's where they are. I don't know. I don't think they'll be better this year. And um Yikes. I think Steven Jones sitting on his hands in free agency in a market in a destination market like Dallas, when you have a charismatic, good looking, 
get it guy that all these guys want to hang out with in the off season, whether it's in the golf celebrity events or in Cabo or whatever, uh, not leveraging him to help you recruit just a couple, just one or I'm not talking about nine dudes. One or two guys can make the difference. We know that with the LA Rams, um, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers among other teams, uh, is a head scratcher, but that's where we are. And he's going to, it looks like he'll stay in Dallas. He grew up a Dallas fan. I don't think even if he ever sees the writing on the wall that, uh, that he could leave. He's a North Miss North Louisiana kid grew up a Cowboys fan, you know, idolized Troy Aikman and Michael Irvin and, and Emmett and those guys. And then, um, he's now who knew, um, he's been the, the dude for the Dallas Cowboys and worth a few hundred million. Who'd have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? But, uh, they, the team, got thumped Hello. in the playoffs last year. And, um, you know, it, uh, hopefully, you know, they can, they can find a way. But they let Amari Cooper go and didn't do anything in free agency. So we'll, we'll see how that looks. And that's not the – who's the edge rusher, Blake? That uh, left? Randy Gregory. Yeah, thank you. So, I mean, last time I kind of thought about football, those positions are kind of important. Hmm. There's some, you know, you lose a free safety, you eh, you, you you lose a running back, eh. um, you know, you lose a middle linebacker, eh. but uh, edge rushers, receivers, they kind of matter. Tackles. Who was the tackle that went to the Browns? Oh my gosh, I'm going. Blank. Tyron Smith. No, Tyron's still there. Okay. Um, the other dude, Lyle Collins. Yes. NFL Chuck stole him. That's not cool, Chuck Mullins. So that's where we Sorry. are. You can hit us up on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. Uh, Twitter handle, at Bo Bounds, brought to you by RPT and Rick's Pro Truck. Spray in bedliners, lift kits, tires and wheels, but basically accessories bumper to bumper on your truck, SUV, or Jeep. Um, like you get a Jeep Wrangler from Mack Hike and Flowood, a Ram truck from Mack Hike and Flowood, an SUV, boom. Go to RPT and Rick's Pro Truck, ricksprotruck.com. And then our Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Blake, we keep forgetting. We, we've got to do Show Me the Money at 815. Yes, I have it right it's here. It's your fault that we got into Build-A-Deck guy, <laughs> disc golf guy, pickleball guy, uh, and rock climbing guy, and everything else that we did in the first hour, which I had so much fun with. Because those guys make the world fun. Yes, you know, 100%. Yeah. You got to have all kinds. You it, absolutely, yeah. Maybe you do. small amounts of all kinds. Gear guy, <laughs> Nate Dog, Briarwood Wine and Spirits. He's yes. he's he's gear guy for disc golf. Yes, one hundred percent. He may not ever break par, but he's going to have all the cool yes. stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. There's no doubt. Uh, I know you know other guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody does. Yeah, everybody. And does. you're playing disc golf today. I think so. That's the plan. Okay. As long as where I are you going to play? Die out there in the heat. Yeah, I don't. It's going to be. About a buck sixty-seven yeah. by the time you get out there. Ooh, I'll be ready to go. Yeah, yeah. About four holes That'd be great. in. I'll be leaving. Um, we'll go to the reservoir. That's, that's where the couple cut that go. with a butter knife. Yeah. yeah, I walked outside last night. It was like nine thirty, and I was like, "Why does it feel like it's twelve o'clock in the afternoon?" You know, it's funny. Uh, last night, um, Wendy went to bed early, and and I was just kind of hanging out on the porch, talking to myself. And so I fired up the hose because I'm in round seven with these shrubs by the boathouse. And so I started watering them. It was, you know, nighttime. And uh, I started thinking weird things. And one of them was, 
how dumb two-a-days were for decades in football. <laughs> no, but that makes you tough, though. I know. You got to build it toughness. It also makes you lose players Yeah, but before, you gotta, the, before the season. You got to build toughness. I mean, so I started thinking about two-a-days and how what a dumb concept that was for decades. How will we beat uh, Alabama in October if we don't practice twice in September? Right, I'm but just... then you lose guys to an- <laughs> even more guys to ankles, oh, knees, hips, yeah. and shoulders. Yeah, well, and it was like four hour two days too. Right, like they were not just two and they, days, they only like... had eight plays. Everybody, I mean, the whole the whole game was between the tackles. It was run right, run left. What how right. else are we practicing? It was here? power left and power right. I mean, let's just be honest. But that was the that's what as I was going into battle with these shrubs that are by my boathouse. These shrubs, and I was watering them. I was thinking about how dumb the concept of, funny. of two-a-days was. Yeah. And that, how many, like, players, it cost players their seasons. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. Because of the wear, wear and tear. I mean, I'm all about tough practices and tough yeah. workouts. Yeah. I mean, we all went through them in high school. Is that like the, the, the 2A high school coach who thinks you build toughness by not allowing kids to drink water during practice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, 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 L, that's LCD dumb. Yeah. Right. Wait, LCD dumb. What's lowest that? common denominator. Oh, okay. I mean, that's taking the lowest common denominator and then going point zero one percent out of that. Isn't that most low football coaches? No, <laughs> there are a lot of smart. I mean, you know, oh man, football. We're coaches. in a better spot than we used to be. You're correct about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to reference 1983, it's a different deal, 100%. or even 1998, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think I think we're. We have been trending the right way. That's good to hear. In the sport. That's good to hear. I think. That's good to hear. You know that. Is Mike Leach trending the right way? Uh, I think Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin are both off the charts bright. No, but is Mike Leach and Mississippi State trending the right way? Well, they just they just won seven games. We act like they won four. They won seven games with nobody that, that scared you. Do they have anyone that scares that, you now? You know what that's called? Now, I understand there could be some other things, but that's called Mike Leach's genius. <laughs> That team won seven games with no one that scared, and not one special player on defense. Did they add anybody that scares you? Well, that's uh, now you're adding different things. To, to I, no, I'm asking which way we're trending here. That's all I'm asking. I don't know to be honest. I don't. Do I think they can win seven again? Yes. Do I think anything more than that is probably a, a, a stretch and a reach and being a fan, which is wonderful? Yeah. But as we get into July, everybody adds another win on their schedule. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. We're finally going to do Show Me the Money for the College World Series. Coming up next, Palazzolo at All right, we're about to do Show Me the Money. Real quick, U.S. Open, do you have a uh, leaderboard update? I'll get you one. All right, good. It'll be brought to you by Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. Before you go to Live Oaks Golf Club, it's easy. You go to Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road, right across from the Hilton Jackson and Drago's. Edwin White's Golf Shop on County Line Road. U.S. Open today, Brookline mass um up there near you know them boston celtics and all those all that crew um the country club at brookline u.s open the country club 
four rounds. Here we go. This is real golf, according to Rory McIlroy. Saying <laughs> fake golf, man. prestigious golf, prestigious golf. All right, U.S. Open uh, this weekend should be a lot of fun, and uh, the the course looks brutal but super cool. Uh, I'd shoot two hundred forty seven on it, but round one, round one, <laughs> and uh, but it looks amazing. I've been watching the Golf Channel all week, which is really cool. So Edwin Watts Golf Shop on County Line Road for our U.S. Open coverage. Colin Morikawa is two under. Through six, he's tied with two guys I've never heard of. I like him. There you go. I like Colin Moore. John Rahm's one under. Rahm, he had some things to say this week on money and uh, the live tour and all that. All right, let's do show me the money and the College World Series. When the lights are about to be turned off, you know what you need. Because you got to somehow make that paper, right? Right. Show me the money. You come to the right place for that. Because it's time for Bo Bounds. Show me the money. All right. We will have Show Me the Money shirts coming out soon, by the way. And uh, it's powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook. And award-winning DancingRabbitGolf.com. Blake? Yeah, we'll start on the opposite side of the bracket first. Okay. I put my microphone back up. Uh, Oklahoma and A&M. A&M, a national seed. Oklahoma, a surprise Coming through the regionals and super regionals, Oklahoma minus one thirty favored slightly over the Aggies. Who you got in game one? I'll go A and M. Show me the money because Ross Bjork and I are such close friends. <laughs> Does he send you a Christmas card? Absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna uh, go play pickleball together down in, <laughs> on thirty A in Alice Beach. Uh, that's got to be the number one sport at Alice That's, Beach. And oh, I like Alice 100%. Beach. 100%. But, uh, you know, yeah. 100%. That, that, that has to be. In fact, I feel confident that Alice Beach has pickleball courts. Go ahead. All right. This is probably the opening round game of the week, so to speak. This is the one I think most eyes will be on that aren't associated with either team or the other. Texas-Notre Dame. You've got uh, two massive name woo. brands. Notre Dame not known for baseball. But a huge brand. Yeah, Tech- Maneri's been winning. You're right. No, Leak's yeah. has been winning. But they haven't know. been in Omaha the way other teams it. have been. But they've been. been in regionals and super regionals. Yes. And, you yes. know, they've been winning for a while. Yes. When Maneri came down into Starkville in 2000, 2001, he had a team. Last year's team could have easily won the national championship. Not easily. Could have won the national championship. Yeah. Go ahead. Absolutely. Texas, Notre Dame. Texas favored minus 125. Who you got? Longhorns and Golden Domers. That's a tough one. Tell me who's favorite again. Texas one third, uh, 125. Oh, well, which is... Texas okay. is the number one defensive team in the country in terms of field percentage. Oh. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I want to know how you pitch it. They're hit. ninth in home runs per game. Really? They have probably Golden Spikes Player of the Year winner, Yvonne Melendez, uh, who hit a him. monster shot against Mississippi <laughs> yeah, State did. on Friday. That ball, <laughs> oh that ball made it to the casino in Iowa. Yeah, it did. It, it, it was one hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Holy moly! I do remember that. Shorter only than like the you Nico. knew right at contact. Yeah, I was about forty rows up behind home plate, and I heard it, and I go bye bye. Bye. We turned and left. Yeah. We <laughs> see ya. See ya. Yeah. Texas uh, and Notre Dame. Who you got? I'll go Texas. Hook him, baby. Hook him. Well, because of Matthew McConaughey is a Texas alum. Yeah. And one of our official bourbons of the show is Long yeah. Branch Bourbon, and that's a 
McConaughey bourbon. Their center fielder, Douglas Hodo the third. He I remember his him. father played yeah. on the eighty five. That was a tie to your dad? Yep. They were uh friends in Houston. They went to Sunday school together and they hung out for like ten years. And, and tell me his name again. Douglas Hodo. Okay, and he's he, a center fielder? Yeah. Okay. He was a freshman right fielder or left fielder last year for Texas he, he, when they played. Yeah, that's big time to play to be a, a secondary or a second legacy kid and start as a freshman. Yeah, Damn. that's pretty crazy. All right, that's that side of the bracket. You got two Texas teams winning, by the way, which would pit the Longhorns and the Aggies in game two. Ross Bjork would have to have the belt, the wrestling belt, over his shoulder for that game. One hundred percent. Okay, let's go to the. Ole Miss, or as we should say, the SEC West side of the bracket. <laughs> SEC West North, Arkansas and Stanford. You've got national seed Stanford, one of only two hosts to make it to Omaha. Then you've got Arkansas, one of the hottest teams in the country. This game is a pick em. Okay, I'll go Hawks. you going to show me the money. <laughs> Cuba Gooding. Two, Phenomenal actor. Two SEC teams you've picked now. Or throw that oh, out there. I'm going Homer. I, I, <laughs> yeah, so I'll take the Arkansas Razorback. I don't feel great about that. I don't know how well how I feel about any of my picks, but just because it's baseball and it's super weird. Yeah. But uh, let me give you. Some, I'll take the Arkansas Razorbacks over the Stanford Cardinals. Let me give you a real quick stat: Stanford 17th in the country in home runs per game, 10th in slugging, 12th in ERA. A little one-two punch right there. A little offense and some they pitching. They got a team, man. They got a team, Stanford Cardinal. All right, the last game, the game of, obviously, utmost importance in the state of Mississippi, the Auburn Tigers, the Ole Miss Rebels. Ole Miss is minus 125. They'll start Dylan DeLucia. Tan, uh, Tanner Bright for Auburn going to start. Now, the Tigers had to go to Corvallis. Trace Bright. And Trace Bright, excuse me. Had to go to Corvallis and beat Oregon State. Which is... Impressive. It's no joke. They've got three natties in the last 20 years because yeah. Oregon State. Yeah. That's a big-time program. It is. Ole Miss coasted through Miami, coasted through Hattiesburg. Who you got? Ole Miss favored slightly, minus 125, over the Auburn Tigers. I'll go with the Rebels. Show you the money. I'll go with Delusia. All right. Yeah. I like it. Charles Schwab. Ha- how do you see that playing Field. out, Auburn, Auburn, Ole Miss? High scoring, low scoring, back and forth, one-sided. Kind of give me your your 60 seconds on the way Saturday night plays out for the Rebs and the Tigers. I don't think it's going to be high scoring. Like, I don't. Okay. Now, by saying that, I mean, it could be like 6-4. to four. If you consider that high scoring. I would probably say no, that's not high scoring. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that may be the cap. I mean, okay. that, that, yeah. that. like 10 total runs, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. Six to four, five to four, five to three. I will say we, six to five. We see yeah. nerves early, somewhere there. early in Omaha yeah, more than any other time. That's a good point as far as booting the ball around. Um, or pitchers being a little off. Right. You know, amped up a little, not yeah. quite. First and second innings could be rough, potentially. Now that's a good Two point. Two programs who have not. I know Auburn was there in 2019. But like State? But what, was, what, what did Mississippi State do? Like two to one and, and five to three or something. In, two in to the, one against Texas and six to five against Virginia to and, go two and, and Tanner hit a what was it? A well, two they were down three run. Ball? They were down four nothing and they hit a two run homer and a three run homer to to. Kellen take Clark the got the first one. Two run and then shot. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. All right. E. Nerves. I mean, that's not tough. That's, that 
that's not a ton of runs, but it's also not a two one game yeah. with UV. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, six five and two, I think one. we will yeah. see some of those games. So like two, absolutely. two one, absolutely three one, and then you could see some fireworks. Uh, I can't wait. It starts Saturday. Yeah, Ole Miss twenty second in home runs per game, thirty three in slugging. Auburn only seventy ninth in home runs per game, ninetieth in slugging. Ooh. Here's what could get Ole Miss, though, and you wonder. Mississippi State, remember, last year, first champion to go airless in Omaha. Yeah. Ole Miss, 107th in fielding percentage defensively. Huh. All right. I mean, fielding kind of matters. but Only uh, on the biggest stage. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, powered by Independent Roofing Systems. The number one roofing commercial the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. Roofing.ms, powered by Independent Roofing Systems. Palazzolo coming up next, NFL QBs. show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Uh, the official truck of the Out of Bounds Show is the Ram truck from Mack Hike and Flowood. MacHikeFlowood.com. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. You guys have been uh, hammering that for years. We love you for it. You can stream it in your house when you're working out in the morning. Uh, in your office, we highly recommend turning it up. If you're at a law firm, CPA firm, some kind of big company, run it through some speakers. Make sure everybody hears it. You'll get a raise. The Out of Bounds radio app. You can stream it anytime, anywhere. This is ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We welcome in our friend Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus, PFF.com. NFL Insider, he's got the podcast. They do all kinds of video and, of course, um, their content on PFF.com is fantastic. Have you missed me, man? Yes. There's like an empty hole on uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> you know, an emptiness. Not, uh, not talking to you every week. Well, I think it's been like four or five weeks since you and I know you, you were on with Blake. I, in fact, I don't even know if we've done a hit since we did a hit right after when Blake and I got back. Well, Blake went to Dublin, but I when we got back from Vegas... In the NFL draft, I'm not sure we've done a hit since then, but uh, I may have missed one. But I, I know you missed me, and uh, I do appreciate yeah, that. Um, all right, let's start NFL uh, QB discussion. We love it. You love it. Let's nerd out on it. Aaron Rodgers, if he if he finishes his career with only one Super Bowl, but all these NFC Championship games, how would you label? Would you label it disappointed, disappointing, or how would you label that? Yeah, I think it's a little disappointing. You know, I think obviously the quarterback has the biggest hand in winning. It's it's not it's not just about wins when evaluating the quarterbacks. There are other things at play, but you know, when you're talking about the elite quarterbacks, of course, and the four in that era, which is Brady, Manning, Rodgers, and Breeze, the guys that um, and now Mahomes, whoever else you want to put in there, uh, whoever else is going to be there. But you're talking about during their era, the elite quarterbacks, and Rodgers is always going to be compared to a Brady and um, 
Yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, I think we were saying the same thing about Breeze, right? Like, he got his one, but yeah, it's a little disappointing at the end. They had some really good teams, and they they had the ability to maybe sneak one more out of there. And I, I think Rodgers is the state, the fact that the Packers have always had a good team around him. Uh, maybe not a great team all the time, but they've always had a good enough team, and they just haven't been able to make that second run just yet. So, yeah, I think the, I think the second ring definitely – definitely means a lot as far as the uh, the legacy goes for an elite quarterback like the Rodgers. All right. Uh, I think it was Marcus Mosher covers the NFL. He was ranking his QBs. He had Rodgers number one going into this year. Where would you, ha- where does P or where was, where do you have Rodgers slash where does PFF have Rodgers? Yeah, I'm not even sure what we've done as a company as far as the rankings go. I'm sure it's top tier. I mean, I wouldn't put Rodgers, it depends on what you're viewing it, right? How you're viewing it. I think if you're looking at Rodgers and saying, well, he's coming off of two MVPs and I don't think he's any worse, I get it. You could say he's, he's number one. I mean, we actually had Brady as a better quarterback than Rodgers last year from a grading standpoint and from a value standpoint. For me, it's still Mahomes. You know, it's, it's still like, who's the, who's the best quarterback going into this year? For me, it's still Patrick Mahomes. There's a, there's a body of work there. Um, even with him taking a step back in performance last year, I think Mahomes is the is the guy when you're answering the question, who am I starting a franchise with and all that stuff. Now, I will say, I think the gap is closed. I think last year at this time, you say, of course it's Mahomes, right? I mean, it, there's there's not anybody really close, but now I think there are guys that are close. I think you can make arguments for Josh Allen now that he's had two elite seasons, not just the one. And you can make arguments maybe that Joe Burrow is ready to jump into that tier. And Hello. Justin Herbert is ready to be – in that tier. Yeah, I mean, that we're we're expanding, I think, who the elite quarterbacks are now that we're getting a little bit more information on some of these young guys. But give me Mahomes as my top guy right now. And Brady, of course, you know, because he's never going to slow down, even at 45. Uh, uh, Steve Palazzolo, PFF.com, pro football focus on the Corona Premier guest line. So do you think we'll – you think Mahomes could dip a little bit without Tyreek Hill? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I, the thing I go back to is um, Alex Smith's 2017 season. So the year that Mahomes was drafted, and Alex Smith led the league in passer rating, and he led the league in deep passing yards. And let's remember who Alex Smith was, right? He was the check-down king, you know, the short passing guy, just accurate game manager type. But because Tyree Kill was so special, him and Travis Kelsey, on the field, that was the first time we really saw the extended version of Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey they dragged Alex Smith to the passer rating title and the deep passing yard title, if we were given out titles for that, right? And so I think that shows just the impact of those two guys as a one-two punch. And we've never really seen Mahomes without those guys, right? And um, even in even the, in the last Chiefs win, the divisional round against the Bills, I mean, it really was a little 13, 14-yard pass to Tyree Kill where he just weaves through the defense for 63 yards and a touchdown, right? Like, that was a big part of the – come back so again not to take anything away from Holmes I just said I would take Mahomes over everybody else as far as quarterbacks go but I think we haven't seen him without Hill and Kelsey two guys who are the most difficult to cover at their respective positions have been over the last five plus years I think Mahomes has to take a step back you know maybe it's better for him in the long term maybe it's better for the Chiefs in the long term but I do think this offense takes a step back before they take a step forward all right, what do you make of the AFC West now with Patrick Mahomes? So so with Mahomes, Russell Wilson, you just missed, mentioned Justin Herbert, 
creeping up the rankings, and Derek Carr, who's not too shabby himself. What do you make of that kind of talent, those four dudes in one division? And can you remember anything like that in the NFL in the last few years? No, I mean, it's a, it's incredible. I mean, one time Brady and Manning were in the same division for uh, for a year in 2001. That was, but, you know, but you don't see that often. Uh, yeah, with all four, it is incredible. And look, the Raiders, they won 10 games last year. They made it to the playoffs. I think they got a little lucky, but they still had a good season last year. And you bring in a Devontae Adams to go with you know, head coach Josh McDaniels, bring in Chandler Jones. It's a loaded division. So, look, I think one of the stories of the NFL this year is that some good teams are going to have average records just because they're going to have to, you know, beat up on each other. Um, I also think all of this talk about how good is Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams and what do they mean for Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and all that stuff, we're just going to learn a lot about the impact of having that true wide receiver one. You know, like if Derek Carr goes out there and puts up MVP caliber numbers, which isn't crazy, you know, like with, with Devontae Adams there, with Darren Waller there, with uh, newly signed or re-signed, paid Hunter Renfro there, the, the Raiders have weapons. Derek Carr could go out and put up MVP caliber numbers, and you're going to start to say, okay, what was the missing piece? Well, it was Devontae Adams. Or if Aaron Rodgers' numbers come down a little bit, well, it was Devontae Adams, right? Like, we're going to be able to start getting more information as far as how important those true wide receiver ones really are. But I just think it's, it's going to be tough for the Raiders uh, in that division, even if even if Carr does have a big uh, a big season. I think the Broncos could be so dangerous if Russ is back to where he was before last season. You know, it, that'll be interesting to see if Russ yeah. has really gotten a little bit older, lost a step. You know, there were definitely some plays where it looked like, ah, he's not really breaking free the way he used to. Mm. So, but the Broncos have a really good roster. And I think the Chargers, look at what they did outside of Herbert, you know, bringing in J.C. Jackson, Khalil Mack, and re-signing their receivers. So it's just loaded in the AFC West. I think it's going to be awesome. I I still like the Chiefs with what they've done overall. But, man, they are going to beat each other up. And one of those teams is going to have a not-so-good record. And Mm. people are going to think they're not good. But they're still going to be a pretty loaded team and a loaded roster. That's a good point. Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus on the Out of Bounds show. Interesting. So Sean Payton's next team you just referenced, the L.A. Chargers? No, he's not going. He's not going to replace Staley. Brandon Staley's going into Oh, I know he's done a good job. I just, will they want more? If they're they're one of the four teams that's still good but misses out at eight and nine or whatever, uh, you know, maybe even nine and eight, I don't know, but but I, I, if Sean, I mean Sean's on the market, he's he's the big fish, right? Well, I thought he was going to be your Cowboys head coach next year. See, I, I don't. That was I, the I, I I get that whole tie and the fact that you know Sean Payton coached under Parcells and all that, but I don't think Sean wants any part of of Stephen and Jerry Jones telling him what he has to do do on the personnel side. That's certainly possible. I mean, look. The, there was also the rumor that they were trying to get him in Miami, right? Peyton and sure. Brady and the whole, that whole thing. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the Chargers would be the team to answer that question. I don't know if the Chargers would be the fit. That would be intriguing with Herbert there and, and getting an offensive-minded head coach okay. around Justin well, Herbert. But Sean to uh, Arizona. Not sure that would be the fit for Peyton. I mean, 
Yeah, so that's another intriguing one. I mean, look, Arizona is a tough one to peg, right? Because at a high level, they've gotten better every year under Cliff Kingsbury. But the way it's happened the last two years in particular, where they've collapsed in the second half, right? Last year they were seven zero. They get into the playoffs, have a, just a lay, just a, an egg against a dud against the Rams. And the year before, they started out great and they uh, and they tapered off. So it could be the the last chance for Cliff Kingsbury to show that they have to take a really big step forward and maintain it throughout the whole season. And then there's a decent foundation there, obviously, if they sign Kyler Murray and. I think that would be intriguing for Sean Payton, right? To have have your franchise quarterback and not have to deal with, you know, trying to find the next guy. So Arizona could be an intriguing spot if Cliff Kingsbury doesn't take a, another step forward as head coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm all about Sean Payton at Dallas. I just don't think he would ever work under those two in that capacity. I could be wrong. But, uh, I mean, that'd be great because that would mean that Dak Prescott would be going to, you know, the NFC Championship game at least. And, you know, if you get there, then... You know, I, I was doing recently in uh, my research was was actually researching how well teams have drafted in recent years and how well the PFF draft board would have drafted. And uh, long story short, if NFL teams had drafted using the PFF draft board, they would they would be doing better since 2015. I'll just say that. But the one team that was an outlier and better than the rest was the Saints. The Saints have been the best drafting team as far as hit rate, as far as avoiding bad players and all that. And I really think it speaks to, it's not just Mickey Loomis there, it's Jeff Ireland, it's Sean Payton. Like they have a system there that has been really, really good as far as evaluating players, targeting their guys, getting the guys that they they want there. And, And that's intriguing, right? Like you take Sean Payton out of that equation, how much is he a factor there and how much power would he want in that equation, right? So using that Cowboys example, Whereas, you know, Stephen Jones has final say or Gary Jones has final say. But the Saints have that really good track record from a player evaluation standpoint. Okay. Well, they've lost their fastball, though. I, I don't think that they can overcome losing Sean and Drew. So, um, yeah. How, I mean, how that, do you factor? That, it doesn't matter how well you draft if you don't have a quarterback. Exactly. So. Exactly. Hey, how do you factor in? Okay. So the NFL, you know, everybody somewhat is even, I mean, starts out even, I mean, I get that there's some rosters that are better, but man, I mean, just on Sundays, who knows? Um, so how do you factor in someone like Sean Payton and, you know, I guess McVay and Reed and some others that have the ability to elevate their QBs just a little bit, but just a little bit in the NFL is like a giant step forward. So, you know, how, how much better could Sean make Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray? It's just a little bump. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, and I think the head coaches who are able to do that are probably as rare as the, as the true elite quarterbacks, right? I mean, just there's not, there's not a history. Like, not every coach is going to make their guys better. There's 32 coaches. There's probably only a handful that truly move the needle in that sense. Uh, much like there's only a handful of quarterbacks that are just, you know, you're, they can go take over a game regardless of who's uh, around them. Um, so, there, you know, Andy Reid has a, a track record there, and Sean Payton has a track record, and Sean McVay. Like, when you look at McVay and just how much of a disaster the Rams were before he got there, and then how consistently good they've been since he's been there, and then you throw Matthew Stafford 
again, for me, it's just more information, right? You saw Matthew Stafford before, and you saw him with McVay and in that situation, and things got better. Right. Uh, but I think there's a handful of coaches, and I've done this exercise before, right, which is if you could pick just QBs and coaches, how far down the list before you pick the first coach? And I really think it's probably at any given time, seven, eight, maybe ten quarterbacks you'd want to take first. And then you start taking the coaches, right? There's a point where the coach probably makes a bigger impact on your team than the quarterback. I, I think the quarterback, though, at an elite level, makes the bigger impact. The Brady going to Tampa Bay example, though, I think is, again, the cleanest data point, right? Absolutely. He, Bill Belichick. he goes and wins a championship with Bruce Arians. But there's a cutoff, right? At some point after QB 8 or QB 10, give me Andy Reid or Sean Payton or Belichick, right, as a coach, whoever that is that's going to elevate the team more than the quarterback because the quarterback starts to become more interchangeable. So, so all that said, I, again, I don't know that Mike McCarthy has a track record of elevating what he has. He's been around good teams, um, but Peyton's elevated, right? He's done a good job of winning with or without threes. He's done a good job of building yeah. a roster, as I said. Um, and certainly seems to be in that bucket where if you did – add him to Dallas or add him to Arizona. It could be the difference that puts them over the top, given their talent level. He is Steve Palazzolo on the Corona premier guest line, NFL insider, PFF.com, pro football focus. What, uh, if you could hire any coach, Sean included, uh, sitting out a year for TV or any of the active guys, you get the pick. Who would you hire today? Hmm. Everybody's supposed to say Bill Belichick, right? No. You're supposed to say Bill no. Belichick, but I don't. I think it'd be Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid has the cleanest track record of making the most of every quarterback. So that's where you want to start. Um, he's gotten over the hump recently, but helped helped by Mahomes. I think Sean Payton would certainly be up there. Absolutely. Um, for younger for younger coaches, I would look at maybe. A, Mike Vrabel's a couple years away, I think, from maybe being in that discussion. He's you know, done think, a fantastic job. Become, yeah, he reminds me of Mike Tomlin in that, you know, Vrabel's been thrown a few curveballs the last couple of years with injuries, especially last year, the injuries and everything that they've done. And it didn't make sense, but the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC last year after all that they dealt with, and they won some big games. I think Vrabel's really close to maybe being in there, but it might not show up in championships. You know, he, I don't know if they're going to win a championship with Ryan Tannehill in, <laughs> in that roster, but like Mike Tomlin, it doesn't matter if you have Duck Hodges at quarterback, they're still going to find a way to win games or at least be 500 or elevate what they have. So I think Rabel's close. Um, I don't know if McVay's in that top five for me. Um, I think it's a, a holistic system over there that's pretty good with the Rams and, and McVay's just a part of it. Okay. Less needs, kind of a freak, kind of the whole group collectively. Okay. Um, Steve Palazzolo. Yeah, everything the they do is just uh, forward, forward looking, I'd say. Yeah, I guess from Stan Kroenke down to Les, down to McVay, kind of a, a group effort. Fair enough. Um, let's, you mentioned the Tennessee Titans in Vrabel, and I like him too. I think you're, you're going down the right path, but they'll probably have to upgrade at QB. Um, would you have moved on? From A.J. Brown? No. No. Agree. I, I'm, uh, Agree. I, am a tra I, I like the shiny object, you know. <laughs> I really think that, uh, yeah. Not, not running back shiny object, you know, <laughs> but wide receiver one 
shiny objects, I think. And, I, you know, when, when Tennessee was right, there was a point where it's like, all right, go ahead, try to stop Derrick Henry, try to stop A.J. Brown. Um, and the thing I always come back to is Ryan Tan. Again, this, this is just what does the, what's the data, like what's the evidence telling us? The evidence is saying before Ryan Tannehill got to Tennessee, he was like a slightly above average quarterback. He was a good NFL quarterback. He became a very good NFL quarterback in his three years in Tennessee. And I think some people say, well, yeah, he has Derrick Henry. He got the running game. But I think it's been A.J. Brown. I think it's the fact that A.J. Brown is there. He's got a guy to throw the ball down the field to. He has a guy that can take over games. We've seen him take a 15-yard, you know, the same thing I said about Tyree Hill. 15-yard, you know, catch turns into 85 and a touchdown. Uh, A.J. Brown won that Ravens game for them single-handedly. I believe it was last year or two years ago when he just ran through the defense with eight and four Smith tackles on two catches. You know, when you have a guy that has take over the game potential and then, it, and then it opens up everything else. I mean, I want that guy on my team and then I'll figure out the rest of my receiving core. I'll, I'll pay him the money and I'll figure it out um, and try to make it really difficult on defenses to stop us. So, yeah, I'm, I would take the shiny object. I would take him, Tyree Hill, Devontae Adams all day. And so Dallas doesn't – the cow, How much time do I – I got a couple of minutes. Um the Cowboys don't have a number one. I mean, CD may, I mean, he's really good, but if you're talking number one with guys' names that you just dropped, the Cowboys don't don't have a number one, and you are a big proponent that you desperately need a number one the majority of the time to accomplish what you want in the postseason. Am I right or wrong? Well, I mean, it's not that you own I, would, I just wouldn't trade my receiver one if I had one. I, I don't think you have to go crazy to get one. I, I like the way Dallas has built the receiving core. Now, I'm also of the mindset that they're better with Amari Cooper than not. You know, I think they're better when it's Amari Cooper plus C.D. Lamb plus Michael Gallup. Um, I, I think it'll still be good, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup. You bring in James Washington, draft Jalen Tolbert. But I'm a believer in either receiver one that defenses have to truly account for or, or having four very good receivers. And that includes tight ends, right? Four to five really good pass catchers uh, where you have answers every single week because defenses can adjust and you need to be able to adjust and have guys who can get open and win. And uh, so I don't think, I think Dallas has taken a step back, but they've also had one of the best receiving cores in the league over the last couple of years. And they've done it, however, whatever you believe about Amari Cooper, he might not be the 15th or 20th best receiver in the league, but he's close. And CD Lamb's probably in that range. And Gallup's probably the best complimentary receiver in the league. So, um, they've been fine. Um, there'll just be a little bit more pressure, I think, this year on Lamb, on Gallup, and then that third guy to emerge, whether it's Jalen Tolbert, James Washington, Dalton Schultz, of course, a tight end, or whoever else might need to emerge. And, of course, you love that $90 million contract with Zeke Elliott, right? Because you're a big proponent on dumping a bunch, <laughs> yeah, of, bunch of money on that, the running backs? That's wonderful, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when you're when the backup running back more efficient than the $90 million contract, that's uh, – it's not a good sign. That is not good. That Tony Pollard's been a better, more efficient running back than Zeke Elliott. And I think Zeke's really good. He's a really good running back. He is. It's, you just can't pay that kind of money for a running back. Mr. Mr. Second and eight or second and nine, Zeke Elliott. All right. Uh, what do you, real quick, I've got one minute or less. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, what am I doing? So I got a wedding to go to. Nice. And then um, I told my family, I just want to watch the U.S. Open on Father's Day. That's all I want to do. Ah. Just want to watch the U.S. Open. I'm with you. In my old hometown, up in Boston. Oh, yeah. Brookline. Nice. All right. Yeah. 
Um, so just uh, drink a couple of cold beers and in, enjoy the uh, U.S. Open. All right, cool. So is it just you and you and the wife, or are you bringing wife. your eight kids to the wedding? Oh, no, just me and my wife. And we actually got away last weekend. We, we had uh, the parents came in and watched the kids. It was great. Oh, it was man. Really weird. That's awesome. You'll have to tell us about that fun. next week. All right, well, enjoy the wedding yeah. and, and Father's Day and the U.S. Open, and we'll we'll talk next week. Appreciate it, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you, dude. Steve Palazzolo, this is his favorite show to go on. We know that. This is where legends are born and made. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Steve joined us on the Corona Premier Guest Line. I didn't know this, but Mudbugs is going one more week. So Corona Premier and Crawfish or Shrimp. Mud bugs, mud bugs, mud bugs. Two locations in Rankin County, Rez and Brandon. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Hour number three of this crazy show coming up next. Blake Scott and Bo Bounce.